It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's time to talk sports. It's time for the show. When you hear this song on the radio, it's time to tune in. Better act fast. Let me get that photograph. Photograph. Sports Talk Radio. Starting now. Let's go. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 157 of Let Me Get That Potograph. And Scott, my man, it is a special episode today, and I'm excited. I am just as excited, if not more so, because we have have the first ever, yes, first ever ever interview with. The new Beckett CEO, Kunal Chopra, coming up today. Yes, absolutely. And Jeremy, joining him, of course, Jeremy Murray, uh, president and COO of Beckett as well. I'm excited to have Jeremy, too. Uh, (laughs) Don't get get me wrong. Look, I talk to to Jeremy all the time. Um, But, you know, you don't get a chance to hear from not only is he brand new to Beckett, but he's also brand new to the hobby. Yes. And I have a ton of questions for him. I know oh, you yeah. do too. And I got some concerns. Me too. You know, big company like that, uh, you know, uh, one that's been around the hobby for so long, being put in the hands of somebody who doesn't have any experience in the hobby. Right. So hopefully, you know, we'll see. We'll see what he says. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, like I said, this is a very special episode. So, uh, Today, um, we're going to uh, hold off on movers, shakers, everything else along those lines. And we are, uh, we're going to give you this interview, which is recorded and released today. So uh, without further ado, it looks like they are here. So uh, we're going to go on and bring the guys in. So we are sitting down, and I am really excited for this one here. Yeah. We have two very, 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 very special guests joining us uh, on the show this week. Starting things off, we have the brand new CEO of yes. Beckett, Kunal Chopra, is joining us. Kunal, welcome to the show. 
Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. It's great to have you here. And we also, along with Kunal, have very, very, very special, but in a very, very different way, <laughs> President and Chief Operating Officer, also from Beckett's, an old friend, Jeremy Murray. Jeremy, it's good to see you again, man. Good to see you, Scott and Andrew. Appreciate it. What a what a welcome. A lot of varies in there. Very, very, very excited. So we got a, we got a lot going on. It's good. I know. And we have a lot to talk about. Now, there's a lot of people who they everybody knows Beckett. Everybody knows BGS, everybody knows BAS, and uh, unfortunately, you know what? I didn't invite Steve Grad. I kind of feel bad. I know. I could have hit him up in like five minutes. Um, I don't know. We should have invited Steve, but you know, he he comes out all the time. No, we're good. (laughs) Yeah, Steve's Steve's, Steve's an old friend of both me and Andrew, so we're we're good on that. Um, So everybody knows BAS, everybody knows BGS, everybody knows the price guide, everybody knows the, you know, pop roars, all that kind of stuff, but P... They don't know the people behind the scenes. So this is going to be a good opportunity for all of our listeners to get to know who you guys are, what, you know, kind of what your roles are. Kunal, you're new, like completely yeah. new. Very new. Um, so we'll give you a chance. Let's I'll have you start, you know, kind of give us your background, where you came from and, you know, what drew you not just to Beckett, but to this industry. Yeah, yeah. Let me start. And again, thank you for for having me. Um, you know, my background has really been at the intersection of tech and business. I was the chief executive officer for a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ called Caspian. We were a marketplace growth platform, helped brands build their presence on marketplaces such as Amazon, Walmart, eBay, Target, among others, provided a complete platform for that. I've been a general manager at Amazon, general manager at Microsoft, director of product for a daily deals marketplace called Groupon. I was the chief operating officer for a venture-backed startup in the greater Seattle area called Unicorn. And in a previous life, was a software engineer that transitioned into building tech businesses through my MBA from the University of Chicago. All in all, just a tech leader that loves to build and grow tech businesses by creating lovely products and services for customers. And I think that's exactly what attracted me to this industry. I, I believe very strongly that the collector experience is broken at some level and it needs improvement. I believe there's the proliferation of technology in this industry through data, through pricing. There's artificial intelligence, blockchain technologies that are all coming in that uh, the collectibles industry really hasn't taken advantage of. And I think that that's where the future is. There's this uh, opportunity in front of us to really define and build the ultimate collector experience for collectors and connect all the touch points for a collector, right from discovery, pricing, trade, uh, grading, authentication, vaulting into a very cohesive experience for customers. And that's where Beckett wants to lead the way. And, you know, that's your that's where I am. And hopefully I can contribute to that. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you won me over as soon as you said UFC booth. So, yeah. uh, you know, nice there to you <laughs> nice to have yeah. somebody uh, from the booth school of business in the collectibles industry. And, uh, you know, definitely you spent some time in my backyard uh, up here in Chicago. So, uh, you know, that, that's definitely good to hear. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy. I, I can't match that. Like, that's, <laughs> that's boring. <laughs> All right. So you no, I, well, no, I actually have I have a follow up question on that. Um, you know, uh, as you as you said, you saw, kind of saw something in the industry um, that you think the collector experience is broken a little bit. And uh, I, I, I want to expand on that a little bit uh, later on. But when you were looking at this, uh, you know, 
with everything you said, Amazon, Groupon, all these different companies, the hobby, that that's something a little different. That's a little different area and an aspect of it. Were you a, were you a big sports fan? Were you ever a collector? Like what drew you to say that? Cause there's a lot of industries and a lot of areas where I'm sure your expertise yeah. and everything could have been used. What, what ultimately pulled you to the hobby? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, um, a, a coin collector from a okay. from very young age and you know it all started when my grandfather gave me a bunch of coins and at a very very young age and that's where i sort of got got started now am i a very avid you know collector just like a bunch of other folks are I'm probably not but uh, you know certainly got me attracted to the industry at a, at a young age through coins and then of course i you know in the recent past also um, made my entry into nfts and some of the digital collectibles um, as well so i've been in the industry peripherally for a while uh, uh, this has given me the opportunity to combine both my passion for tech as well as you know some of the um, aspects of what i've been seeing in the industry together so yeah i would say that that's what uh, sort of got me into the hobby specifically so, so you guys have been quiet the last couple of years um something that you know that came up in a conversation that, that jeremy and i were having at the national it appears to the you know the public face that numbers are down. You guys really haven't done much as far as you know marketing push. Grading's been you know kind of slow, and that's been you know the bread and butter for you know for years and years and years. Now the numbers really aren't down, mm-hmm. as as we kind of as we kind of know. So, yeah. um, Jeremy, I want to want to ask you about that. What exactly happened with that? Because we have been. You know, everybody in the industry has been looking at the gem rate numbers and they've, you know, seen PSA, you know, putting out ridiculous like quantities and, you know, CSG, you know, putting out all stuff, SGC, you know, picking up in their numbers. But then you guys have been like kind of down, down at the bottom a little bit. Um, What happened? So there's a lot there. Um, Number one, the, the last couple of years, I really think we didn't really have anything to brag about or to get excited about. On the grading side of the business, we were just covered and trying to figure out a way to get out from underneath this hole and um, really playing catch up on, on something that if I you could rewind time and you said, okay, the pandemic hits in March of 2020, what's going to happen to the market? We had those meetings and said, okay, we're going to, no one's going to collect. It's it's going to be worldwide chaos. No one is going to want to trade shows. And instead it went the other way. And so, immediately start playing catch up, catch up, catch up, catch up um, on that. And that's really what we had. We were, we were going through trying to hire as fast as we could try to keep our, to keep our quality at the top level. Um, and we just couldn't keep up. We had a different, a different mindset um, and leadership group at the time that sort of handcuffed us to what we could do a different way of thinking um, during that time, during this in this pandemic launch, the last two years, you had a lot of new money come in, a lot of new people come in, a lot of new technology come into this market that they were excited about. Um, and we we weren't ready to really we didn't have our mind in that in that we didn't have our leadership, our, our thinking in the way that we should have. Um, and that was it, it, it just straight up. It sucks. Like we weren't there that we weren't in having Canal there at this time with that different mindset and that tech and that business growth background at the time. We were just trying to survive the onslaught. Um, and it, it's really not an excuse. It's something we are absolutely not proud of. Um, we would have loved to got out there and, and bang our chest and say, we're doing this and this and this. And what we actually did is we opened up a lot of 
um, of these of, of opportunities for these other businesses that we were really, really good at for years and years and years to come in and take some of that market share. Um, and it, it's it's unfortunate that that's what happened. But we said, what, why have we been quiet? We really just did not have um, really something to scream about that we were really excited about, which is different than where we sit today. And we'll get to that, I know, uh, eventually. So with gym rate numbers, it's it's been really eye-opening to see that. The one thing I do want to say is BGS is the only one with that asterisk next to the name. And talking to Ryan over at GymRate, he said, we can't really get your actual numbers. Like I'm trying to pull the numbers and what's there because I, I look at those numbers and I said, damn, that's not right. I know the numbers that we shipped this week and this month and things like that. And that's not right. And we've had, and Ryan's a great guy and had good conversations with him and he's open to hearing some of that, but just the numbers that he's pulling from his sources and, and his, uh, the ability to do that, they're not exactly right. They're much higher than that. We're definitely, um, there's definitely stuff coming in and we're definitely shipping and we've upped our all aspects of the business. So that's kind of where we stand on that. Yeah. And that was kind of my one takeaway from the conversation that we had about that was the numbers weren't right. Yeah. You know, they were actually higher, but Ryan has never come out and said, Hey, you know, aren't, you know, we're not pulling the right data. We're not getting all this, you know, we're not uh, putting this out. And he, they just quietly put that asterisk there. I know. And eventually they just said, you know, uh, at the end of last month, they basically came out and said, all right, well, we don't have numbers from Beckett anymore, so we're not we're not doing it. Um, so I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of address that, you know, because, again, I know the numbers are higher than they were yeah. what they were. And it made it look like you guys had fallen off the map. Yeah, yeah. And you're, 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 you're exactly right. And, and Ryan asked, he said, hey, I'm, I'm I'm open to you give me the the real data, the numbers you ship. But it, it sort of puts him in a, in a tough spot because um, it, it's taking our word for it over everybody else. So we understand to have that, that good yeah. conversation on that. Yeah. I will, I will tell you this. What's nice about um, the new team that we're bringing on here, the tech that we're investing in, um, the back-end changes and things that, that we have coming, um, it's going to be information that we start sharing with the public and saying, okay, Jim Wright shows this. Here's reality. Like, here's... Here's what's there. And giving a lot more data that we haven't given in years and years. Beckett is built on their database and their and their vast knowledge of, of information that we have. And we've done a really, really poor job of sharing that to the general public um, the way we need to. And so that's one of the changes that the, the public and the industry and the collectible community can really expect from us going forward is a lot more transparency of what's happening behind the scenes and what's what's actually going on at Beckett and not rumors and craziness that you see all over message boards and and uh, yeah social. that's one thing you know doing uh doing this show and hobby hotline which I do with Dr. Beckett um he's one of our co-hosts on it and um you know we would get especially when Dr. B was on like he would know but we'd get a million questions. What's going on with Beckett? What's going on with Beckett? You know, there were so many questions, but you know, I think, I think you're right. Why, why beat your chest and, uh, you know, scream from the rooftops if there's nothing to scream about. So, you know, wait till you have the right things to do. And, uh, I think, uh, I think you guys did handle it well. I, I just think it was, uh, you know how it is these days in the hobby. Everyone wants to speculate. Everyone wants to get that clickbait headline if they can. Um, but uh, it seems like you guys have got a lot of stuff coming up now. And one thing I've heard a couple of like multiple times throughout uh, just 
this uh, about 10, 15 minutes now is tech and stuff like that. And that was something that I, I didn't really expect to hear too much. But um, I, I was wondering if Kunal and Jeremy, both of you, could uh, possibly expand on what are what are some of the things that you mean by that? Is, is this going to be in terms of the grading process or is this going to be in terms of uh, the overall user experience? You know, how... how how exactly is the tech going to be used in Beckett going forward? Yeah. Yeah, let me let me start there, and then Jeremy would love for you to add yeah. as well. You know, let me start by just saying that one, we have set a new mission for the company first, which is to build the most amazing products and services on the planet for collectors. And Beckett, go forward, Beckett is really positioning ourselves as a platform for collectors to manage their entire portfolio of alternative investments, which is how we look at um, as collectibles as a whole. It's really an alternative investment category as such. And so where does tech really come into play? One, you rightly said, it's all about the experience, the collector experience. You know, we want to build this ultimate platform. So right from Beckett.com, uh, uh, Beckett Collect, which is going to be our card management application and connecting the dots across the entire experience for consumers in a very cohesive manner is where technology will really come into play. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The second piece, which is going to power a lot of this experience, is really our data. Jeremy already alluded to it. Beckett is, all, is the original analytics company. It's been the original price guide out there for this industry. We've mm -hmm. got to expand on that. We've got to continue to build our database, not only for cards, but for other categories as well. We, want, we are doing that for comics. We're doing that for VHS. We're just building out the most ultimate database out there when it comes to the collectibles category that's going to power this entire experience for consumers. And then the third piece, like you alluded to, is just the operations on how do we reduce the turnaround times for grading and authentication services? How can we improve that workflow for graders internally? Where can automation, where can artificial intelligence potentially play a role in that workflow as well? So customer experience, data, and then, you know, improving the overall productivity of the workflow is really the key three areas, I would say, where tech is going to be used. Jeremy, anything to add to that? No, I mean, it's, it's perfect. It, it's exactly where we are. It's exactly what, like I said, if I could rewind time a year and a half, that's what I would want to hear um, right. at, at, at that time. So, yes. Okay. So you're talking about technology being used in the workflow of the grading process, but not in, not necessarily in the grading itself. You're not, uh, you know, making a move to AI, uh, you know, grading, which we all know has its major flaws, which is a, a good a good thing to hear. Correct. Yeah, we're not going to change the standards of you know BGS and and any of that out there. So yeah, just to be very clear, that's not our goal. Is to say we're going to replace yeah. you know graders with this sort of artificial intelligence, any of that, but any aspects of the workflow like logistics, inventory management, shipping, like things that can really help speed up the process to get cards through our grading workflow out to customers, which modern companies like Amazon and others do today should be really leveraged as part of Beckett's operations as well. That's what we're talking about. 
Now, speaking of changing, uh, you know, grading, um, grading standards and everything, those might not be uh, changing. But uh, at the National, even though you guys even put a sign that said that these were not them, apparently a lot of people decided not to uh, read or uh, specifically crop certain parts of an image out. But uh, they did have some photos of some new slabs, um, which are not the new Beckett slabs. But on that note, um, I know a lot of people have asked me to ask, and I, I, I'm curious myself, is the aesthetic, aesthetically, are you looking into possibility making some changes? I didn't hear anything about the slabs at the National. <laughs> Just as soon as as soon as the show started open to the general public, like all of our guys at the booth are like, hey, well, I'm getting bombarded about these slabs. What's yeah. going on? And I said, what are you talking about? They said the slabs on the booth. And I said, oh, my gosh, I didn't even think about it. So uh, this was a, 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 a little bit behind this. This was the first time that we have in, in a long time that our booth was completely different than it's ever yes. been before. Yeah. Great wall, hard walls. I walked up to it. It was set up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it looks great!" It was amazing. And they were and they were hanging the slabs on there. And I looked and said, "Man, these look great." Never thought once in my mind that our our new design team, the new design team, created these um, and said, "This is just decoration. It's going to be great." And then the explosion happened. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I did this is insane!" <laughs> and so we did our best, and our and our social media and marketing team did our best to put the word out and said, "These are not these are not our slabs." And we said, if well, as soon as we're going to have new slabs, we're going to scream it from the rooftops from social media right. and say, this, this is this is the new slab. This is what's there. We're also going to get feedback from from trusted customers and inter internal and things like that. So I will tell you this: um, we are looking to do a new slab. Okay. The, uh, the one of my I'll say this too, but one of my favorite things, and I try to avoid social media when it comes to these controversial things. But one of the best things I read on there over the week, the national weekend was. 100% these were Beckett's new slabs, but after they've gotten ripped, they're changing it. And I was like, that's uh, Yeah, so I loved it. I loved it. I, I was it. actually, I was going to bring that up. Oh um, it was you, wasn't it, Scott? It was you that posted that. It was not, it was not. <laughs> you know, I, I think I may have alluded to that possibly being the case on last week's recap show that we did for the National, but I, you know, I was never 100% okay. that, you know, this is what it is. So I, I'll shout it from the rooftops and to your whole audience to see this. Those were not our slabs. 100%. They were there by our new design team that is are not hobby folks that just right. said, oh, these look great. Here's our here's just some designs to make the look, booth look better. And I thought the booth looked great. And so um, it is not our new slab. Are we looking to do the new slab? Absolutely. Will that new slab be complementary to exactly what we have here, a better quality? Absolutely. We're not going to go crazy and do a different a complete different look and shake everything up completely. But if, if we bring it, it, the, the tech side of the business, the product side of the business, the service side of the business, we're going to bring something that um, the customers want and they need and they've asked for. Um, and it's not the slabs hanging on our wall. At the <laughs> I, 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 walked, I walked out of the back of our booth a couple of times and people walked by I was like, I hate that slab. They're talking to their buddy. And I said, hey, yeah. wait a second, come here, come here. Just take a look at these and tell me what you like and don't like. And they're like, oh, I mean, I like this, but this is terrible. And this, and I said, this is all this is. This is great, right. great, great banter back and forth. And so we talked about it earlier about us having really nothing to say over the last couple of years. 
by God, we there was something said about us at that that national, <laughs> good or bad publicity, it was there. And so the yeah, men yeah. was out there um, and got got the uh, got the blood boiling at times. But we promise you, we actually wrapped up some meetings today, and one of the things that we want to push is when we make a major announcement, and our slabs are considered a major announcement, right. it'll come directly from us and say the new slabs are here. Go by the Beckett booth to look at it. Go here to look at it. It will not be put between a wall between us and Upper Deck at the <laughs> National and just say, okay, hope you like it. <laughs> not our slabs. Slab All right, so when it comes time to change the slabs, yeah. um, are there any plans to change the grading scale? Yes. Because we've had, you know, we had a situation, obviously, SGC changed their grading scale a couple of years ago, and, and boy, that was needed because that old one was really confusing um csg when they launched launched with a very similar grading scale to what you have now and then recently changed um and i'm not entirely sure why um but are there would there be any plans on changing the scale i have a reason why they changed but i won't get into that oh i I think i know exactly why they changed uh, oddly enough we talked about this today at some of our our meeting as we're we're working through the quarter and working to to the end of the year and some plans like that and talked about that because what's happened over the past two years is so many new people have come in the industry um and everyone is looking for that number 10 on their slap that's what they're looking for so beckett has a gym mat which matches up to the psa gym mat um, and so, but if that 10 still looks so much prettier than that 9.5, even though you look at the cards, in my opinion, um, they're both beautiful subgrades for ours and you, you get a breakdown once yep. there. Um, and they forget that Beckett still has that pristine ability to get that pristine. And it's a tough part. So in the market, we've talked about it. How do you, how do you number one, educate new guys that are coming in here to say, um, Hey, a BGS 9.5 Jim Mint is is a PSA 10, Jim Mint, per se. Per, well, however it is, the, the numbers are different. But you've got to figure out um, the secondary market values on these things. In the past two or three years, the market has changed. The PSA 10 is, is taking a huge leap over BGS 95. That's not a secret. That's not a, um, a, a inside tip for anybody. In five or six years ago, it was completely different. And you guys have been in the industry and you know that. Yeah, for, mo- uh, for modern cards. For modern know, cards. Five, six years ago. The BGS 9.5 would outsell a PSA 10 every day of the week. But if you do notice one thing, all the big, big time cards, all the heavy, heavy hitters in the hobby seem to be in a BGS lab. Correct. Yes. Now, somewhere somewhere along the line, you know, three, four or five years ago, it flipped. And I, I think what happened was, you know, we had an influx of new collectors that came into the market and there is a... There's a psychological aspect of seeing that 10 versus seeing the, that 9.5. And I think yeah. people, you know, just in their, their mindset that, ooh, 10's better than 9.5, yeah. even though the grades themselves are both gem mint. Yeah. Um, they, they gravitate to that 10 and that 10. But I can't tell you, you know, because I, I grade with BGS, I grade with PSA, I grade with SGC. Yeah. And the number of times that I have taken PSA 10 slabs to the Beckett booth and had a graded card review done. And all of a sudden, you know, out of a stack of 10, maybe two will come back as a BGS 10. Yeah. Yeah. And those immediately get sent down. Sure. They get, you know, they get reslabbed and, you know, cause I would rather have a BGS 10 over a sure. PG, you know, PSA right. 10. Um, so, 
you but there is that psychological aspect of it and yeah. i think that's really what kind of kind of drove it and I, th- I think during the pandemic, um, there were a lot of influencers and people that jumped in the market that yes. have left. And they drove the market up and they backed a certain grading company over another and pumped it, pumped it, pumped it, and dumped it. And they, people followed them. And, and, they did, and they did a great job with that, with the, with the marketing aspect of that to benefit themselves. So what we have to do right now, we, we, we talked about it with our, our new marketing team, which has also been absolutely enhanced and grown, is to say we need to, to educate new customers and remind old customers that the holy grail you're chasing for is that BGS-10. That's what you're going to chase. And, and we could go in there and say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to get rid of nine fives. Just, just get rid of them and everything that's a nine five is automatically a 10. But what does that do to the market after 22 years of the business? What does the nine five become? What is it? Does it does it water down the tens? I'll let I'll let the viewers and you guys think and about that's, that. One. Maybe that's a question I'd love to ask you folks as well. Yeah. Maybe your viewers as well, right? Like, uh, what's the feedback from the the hobbyer? Like, what what do they want to see? Uh, you know, do they want to see Beckett change their grading scale? You know, maybe it's I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a that's a good question again, just for our customers to maybe give us some feedback on. We'd love to hear and listen. And yes, you please, know, all of our listeners. Point. All of our listeners, please, uh, uh, you guys are so wonderful with giving feedback every single week. Let us know, of course, what you guys think. But uh, I know I know, if you ask 100 hobbyists, you'll probably get 100 different answers because right. everyone's got a different, yeah. a different uh, preference all around. Um, but what but I love that I hope that you don't I change, was... though, is the inner sleeve. Yes, the inner sleeve. Don't, don't get rid Keep of the it. inner sleeve. Keep that it. is a differentiator between yes. you and everybody else. Loved it. So uh, Drew mentioned it. You're going to get 100 different answers, and we've already gotten two different ones there. Yep. And we get feedback yep. all like that. And it's so great to, to hear this. And we know that we are going to, any sort of change we make, small or big, it's going to make somebody mad or upset or say, that's the worst thing. That's the reason why I use Beckett and things like that. So um, it, it'll be it'll be a collected group. Of, of trusted folks and, and people that we hear from on social media and you guys and, you, and your viewers and things like that, that we say, and look at this right here. Oh, everybody wants the inner sleeve. Like we got to have the inner sleeve or we, 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 we have to not get rid of the nine fives or whatever it is like that. Um, it'll be something like that, that will um, do it. With, with, with me is starting in, in with the company in sales and customer service and doing trade shows and dealing one-on-one with customers I have a pretty good feel of what they what they want and what they'll start flipping tables over and burning down everything they can if we change. Um, and we just want to make sure that we keep everybody uh, at bay and giving them give them a service and product that they want in a good price and fast. Like we don't want it. We don't want to sit in here like we did in the past. So the time the time frames are back to where they were. A ten day is ten days. A thirty day is thirty days, and and so forth. It's so exciting. Scott, I can tell you it's so nice when when stuff is coming out and you're saying, hey, we can get this stuff turned out in 10 business days. Like, yeah. what, what is 10 business days in this industry? We haven't seen it in so long. And it's really nice to see stuff flowing in here. And it's a way that we can get back to our customers and say, and we we butchered it the last couple of years. And now we're, we're going to we're gonna make it up to you. Um, we've changed a lot about our process and our growth and our new building and our new location. Um, and so we're not going to get back to where it was before. Well, another, 
Well, another yeah. thing that, you know, uh, and Kanoa, I'd like to uh, ask you this in particular, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that you guys did work with. The the some, the some little bit of news that did come out in the last uh, bit was your partnership with PWCC uh, and the grading to help uh, put stuff into the vault, get things going along those lines. And, uh, you know, Kanoa, from everything that you'd mentioned, a lot of the companies that you'd worked for before obviously partnered with a lot of other companies. They worked, they, it wasn't one company by themselves. They worked with a lot of different companies. Is, uh, is this the, is that the first of many possible partnerships we could see with Beckett, you know, is this something that you're, you're looking to do is expand and, you know, kind of partner up with other people in the hobby as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a key pillar to our growth. You know, if you, if you again, think about our positioning, you know, like I mentioned, we want to provide all the software, all the services for collectors to manage their portfolio. We're not going to control every aspect of the value chain. There are others who do a much better job of parts of the value chain for collectors, um, you know, than Beckett is. Uh, PWCC is a great example. We've, you know, they're a great marketplace. And, you know, for us to be able to just partner with them and leverage our services along with their marketplace expertise and serve the collector community is really what we all aim for as an industry. And we're going to do that with other players as well. You know, a good example is another partnership we launched with The Real Real. Uh, recently as well. So just these non-traditional players as well that you're probably not used to typically in the in the grading or in the, in the in the collectible pace is also what we're exploring. We've got also internally a team set up specifically for strategic partnerships that we're driving very hard on. So it's yeah going to be a certainly a key pillar to our growth strategy. There's, there's, there's more there's more coming fairly soon. And what's nice about that is we have um, authentication that's available through Beckett. Uh, common yeah. grading now VHS DNA grading, which is is crazy to think about. So it's other other areas that we ha- could bring in these partners and do more things in the industry with. So speaking of partners, um, partnerships, consolidation, you know we we've been hearing rumors for a while, and and Beckett has not been brought up specifically, but yeah, um, you know we we've been hearing a lot about you know a couple of the grading companies that are you know part of the the big four. Um, Joining forces, you know, yeah. maybe maybe merging. Um, have you guys, uh, you know, I mean, what have you guys heard about that or, you know, anything, you know, that might involve Beckett? I, I will tell you, honestly, I've not heard that rumor. Wow. And, and, I, and, I've, and I've heard some um, some crazy stuff. That's not <laughs> what I've, I've, Okay. I've yeah. So I can tell you right now, honestly, um, and Kanal may have inside info. I have never heard that. So right now, that's, that's good to know. More, more than the rumors, I'm getting these questions, though. Um, you know, so this is the second time someone has asked me this question. It's like, hey, is there any wow. like merger or something? Um, but not hearing the rumors yet. There's nothing, you know, on the on the on the deck worth sharing or any of that right now. Like, there's just nothing out there. But we're getting these questions, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> Well, it's good. It's good you're hearing it. So obviously, you're you're seeing Kanal. You're seeing the questions, Jeremy. For some reason, you're not. Yeah. Um. I got and- I got my head down. I'm just plugging away. All <laughs> working big deals. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to come out right now and say we have just purchased PSA, CSG, and SGC. We're going to announce it here on the show. It's all one. No. That would uh that that would actually be a horrible thing for the industry. But oh my gosh, competition um, competition is good. 
Yes. Uh, and, and, and we've yes. got some relationships with um, the grading companies for the most part and, and, and realize that when the industry is strong and the industry is good, everybody's is, is winning. Obviously, you want the biggest piece of the pie. Um, but yeah, that, that rumor, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, no, competition definitely it drives innovation. It drives better customer service. It drives everybody to put out a better product. Agreed. And when you're um, one of those top yeah. people, like let's face it, BGS being one of the top companies in the industry, you know, no matter what, that competition, the more people in it, it's going to drive sales. Things are going to go up, even if you're not number one, you know, yeah. it, in the eyes of a lot of people, which, you know, depending on who you ask, you are. So, yeah. um, so I got Kunal, I got a question for you. So you just came back from just like the other, you know, the three of us did just came back from the national. Yes. But this was your first trip, wasn't it? It was. Yes. What were your, aside from not being able to uh, get emails and, you know, make a, make a phone call. <laughs> right. um, what, what are your impressions as a, as a first time attendee? Yeah. Um, you know, and people have asked me that question and one of the things that I was very uh, surprised about in a very positive way is just how close-knit the whole community is when it comes to collectors as a whole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of reinforced some of the hypotheses around, you know, we should really focus on the collector as part of our value proposition. We should focus on building community. We should focus on giving collectors all the tools and services. But I saw that firsthand at the national and you could even see competitors kind of talking to each other really well and, you know, all knowing each other for a very long time and talking about products and services, giving feedback to each other. It's just a very close-knit community. Uh, so that that was one. The other piece which I was surprised about, but I was like, "Wow, I didn't realize this happened in the industry." Is just the number of sort of non or like secondary transactions that happen, like all these cash transactions, these trades that were happening. Oh yes. You know? I mean, I'm not used to that in you know it coming from the online Amazon world and some of that. And I was just surprised by looking at all these different cash transactions happening at the national. So I think that was kind of interesting. But community, I would say, was certainly a very big takeaway for me. Yeah, I think if you were to count all the cash that was floating around the room oh. at a given national, there's probably forty to fifty million dollars. Uh, I mean, I saw currency. like twenty or thirty Brinks trucks pull right. in to make certain deals. I saw. I mean, it was book bags full of cash, like legitimate, just nothing but cash. It was, uh, yeah. It's well, yeah, it didn't. I, it didn't I, help that supposedly PayPal was going to be eliminating the ability to do friends and family payments right, for business yeah. accounts <laughs> over that same weekend. Yeah. Um. So everybody kind of came prepared, uh, you know, for that. Yeah. Which I don't think that actually happened. So, um, Kanal, I got to ask uh, for the national um, and everything. Obviously, uh, it seems like you had a pretty fun time. How much of the floor did you get to walk compared to the amount of meetings you had to take? <laughs> <laughs> I had so what I did was the way I planned it out was uh, I I was there you know most of the week but I planned like one day to just be on the floor so hey. all day Friday I was just on the floor I just walked at every booth I could find and just talked to people um, so that was great but the other days I was just in meetings to be honest. <laughs> What's great is Kanal can kind of hide because no one really knows him yet. He's exactly. He can exactly. move around. Right. And, uh, if, and get gather information. It's very. And I, I didn't wear a Beckett T-shirt most of the day, so no idea who I was. And that was, you know, that was something I brought up last week on the show. Was, you know, we are fortunate that we do a podcast, 
instead of having video. So I, I was able to walk around without anybody recognizing who I was. Um, I, I, I did have video, a couple of people. So. I just can't talk because when I open my mouth, people recognize my voice. <laughs> and, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap, secrets out of the bag. And I had the conversation a couple of years ago with Steve uh, back in Chicago. He loved wearing, you know, the COVID masks because he was finally able right. to walk around the show without getting bothered and, you know, and recognized half the time. He, so. he loves to get bothered. Don't let him tell you that. I know. He loves that so much. He'll tell you he does it, but we all know better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, that's good. But, you know, Kunal, uh, next year, it's not going to be so kind. Um, you're not going to be able to do that's that true. next year. Yeah. Because as, you know, as the new plans come into play, yeah, uh, people are going to know who you are. Right. Yeah. And, well, I'm excited. Uh, and, you know, as I learn more about the space as the industry, as I interact with more folks in the industry, I think, you know, I, we were just talking today. Uh, Jeremy can tell you that, you know, we, we, we want to start planning for the national like right now. And, you know, how can Beckett become even bigger than what we were this year? Uh, you know, we, we want to go big with the national. So, you know, hopefully next year you'll see even a bigger Beckett at the national. So does this mean no more curtains on the booth in the uh, Dude, corporate area? Great. Scott, what do you think about that? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I liked it, but you guys were kind of uh, you guys were kind of backed up into a wall. Yeah. No, there, there, was, there was a gap between us. There was a row behind us, but like the, there were doors, and like this, we sound like we're it's so amazing to have doors on things. But it was a door and a hard wall, um, and no curtain and things like that. It was really really nice. So yeah, it was it sort of made me shiver a little bit today when they started talking about let's plan for the national for twenty twenty three. Said man, my hangover's still there from twenty twenty two. Just a second. Just give it a couple more. Give me a couple more weeks. Yeah, I just know. Uh, so gone are the days where it's like, hey, meet me out back, you yeah. know, by the we curtain. Still do it. We still and, do it. Uh, yeah. yeah, those days are gone now. Well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll accept the days gone if the booth can look like that and get the feedback that we got like that. We had competitors coming up to our booth, filming our booth, taking pictures of our booth. That was really awesome to see. Um, and so it's it's uh, it's I'm I'm good. It, it, I think everybody that was there working is is fine if the curtains never come back for the next yeah and i think positioning wise you guys were in good shape because you were literally on the opposite end of the convention center from your biggest competitor yeah, yeah. um and, and granted you're, you're still not visible to them in chicago yeah. where things normally are but you're a lot closer yeah it, we, uh, we had a, we had a, yeah. We had a great location i mean with fanatics all their buzz they're going and blasting music and and right next to them between them and upper deck and you're gonna constantly have a flow through there so it was a good location it's a good spread out it, it makes people um sort of walk the entire floor to get what they need to and yeah. you know scott so, to that to your point that you were making you know earlier on like you know where is beckett in terms of uh, you know communication and some of that of course we had our booth but more importantly if you notice the lines at the beckett booth they were long Yes. yes, you know, and you know, people the, the the demand for that product is there. People love the brand, and you know, we saw that in the lines at the booth. So that was just amazing to see as well. It, it was great this year too. And Kanal, perfect point is again something that is we should have done years ago is have a reservation system so people are not having to yeah. stand in line for hours at a time. Hey, here's your time. Come up here, get the stuff done, um, and move on. But with the the guys that that led the front of the booth tried to give out handouts and. and interact with the customers a lot more, which is what we want to do was really exciting. And, and it was really nice to see sort of what was, was ha happening in front of the booth there. It just sort you, of guys are, you guys were moving your lines 
quickly though, which was, was great. nice. And yeah. that was, um, you know, one of the comments that I got from uh, Anthony Dovine, uh, yeah. you know, as a friend of ours, we all we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, he chose. He had this amazing upper deck plate autograph set. Yeah, really you nice. saw that. Yeah. Um, and he was asked why he went with Beckett instead of PSA, and his answer was they could get it done quicker, and I didn't have to wait in a four hour line. Yeah. Yep. And and that that was kind of one of my big takeaways. Nor you know, in previous shows, I mean, your lines were last year long. was brutal. last year was yeah. brutal in Chicago, and we realized that. And again, that was the very very peak of of the market at that time in yeah. Chicago, which is arguably one of the toughest spots to beat um, for that show. And those lines wrapped all the way down. We had we had dealers around us this time that came up to me and said, "Hey, Jeremy, I really." I need you to keep your line away from the booth a little bit. I need people to do stuff. I said, okay, we're going to do the best we can. And I will tell you right now, and, and um, I've been behind that booth for many, many days in my life. Um, the sales guys, the customer service people at the front of the booth were absolute machines there. Um, we're interacting with the people that they wait the way we want to and know that we care about their stuff. We're trying to take care of them. Um, but also, okay, let's speed it along. Let's get through here because we've got a, a good line and, and stream behind us. So, it was props to everybody that, that at that booth to make it look like it did and kind of flow the yeah. way that. Well, it was absolutely amazing. You guys did a, a wonderful job. Um, so, uh, come on, we, can, um, we asked you just a few minutes ago about the national and everything. Um, but, but Jeremy, I like you've obviously worked a ton of these. You've seen some of the ups and downs in the hobby at the national and everything. How did? How was this year's national for you in terms of your view of Beckett's future and the future of the hobby? How did, how did, how did this national make you feel? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Going, going into it, I really had no idea what to expect. Yeah. Um, the, the location was tough to get to for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The area is not the best. It's not an area that is, uh, it's just a tough area to get to. And Atlantic City has always been one of those shows that the crowds are a little bit lower. Um, and it was supposed to happen in, in 2020 when the pandemic hit, and it would have been interesting to see how it worked there. So I didn't really know what to expect wise getting there. I was stunned with how many people were there and how busy it was and how packed it was. Um, the crowds that were there, I haven't seen the final numbers from the national guys, uh, but I'm really, really, was really, really pleasantly surprised with what uh, was there, what for customer wise. It was also very interesting um, in, in, hearing from the general public and hearing that Beckett had not done much and I'm done with Beckett and Beckett is obsolete. It's not going to be there. It was absolutely fantastic to see those lines, to talk to customers that we haven't had a chance to talk to the way that we did now lined up there to submit cards, to submit autograph items um, and to support Beckett and pulling those guys apart. I I truly thought uh, we would go in there and it may be a bloodbath that we would get yelled at. And of course, there are going to be some of those at the national. Um, but I think it was absolutely fantastic for us, especially the new guys on the team, Canal, the marketing team, the product development team, the partnership team, to really see how much people love Beckett and want Beckett to be there and have a have a stake in this market. And so we as we sort of regroup and we get around here, you sort of walk out of there and you have some pride there and say, okay, we're heading the right direction. We're behind where we need to be years, a couple of years, and should have done some of this stuff. But we're heading in the right direction. Our minds are set. The customers want us there. Let's dust this Beckett name 
the brand off and let's get customers what they want. So I think out of this national, I was thrilled with the cr- the overall crowd was there. Um, Atlantic City is not my favorite city no. to travel. <laughs> oh, no. I, I just said it's not my favorite. I didn't say where it ranked. It's not my favorite. But I think the thing that I was really the most proud of um, is the support um, from the customers that were there in our booth every day, lines until the very end. That's what that really, really made me proud and excited to see what we're bringing in the, the next couple of days, months, and years. All right. So uh, speaking of what's coming up the next days, months, and years, Kunal yeah. mentioned earlier that could collect. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of you know for those that are not familiar with that um can you give them a, give everybody a like a the 30,000 foot view yeah of what you know what you're doing with it and you know what you're planning on doing with it you know what are the yeah. future plans for expansion of, of that yeah Beckett collect is really our collectibles management platform it's really where every collector can really go and manage and organize their entire collection of cards, comics, VHS tapes, and whatever other categories that Beckett will participate in in the future. But more importantly, we're also going to integrate OPG, which is our pricing guide, into Beckett Collect as well. And thirdly, it's going to also be a connection point to all our grading, authentication, and vaulting services as well. So really, it's the central hub that will connect all the products and services that collectors care about into a single portal and that's what we're launching in the near future where you can get access to discovery pricing vaulting services grading authentication community all that's going to be brought together in beckett collect all right now speaking of pricing since you brought that up in part of beckett collect um (laughs) the the beckett price guide and you know please don't take offense to this but the beckett price guide has been pretty irrelevant um, the last 15 years. Um, the pricing doesn't get updated like it used to. And, you know, prior to, you know, eBay, everything used to revolve around the Beckett price guide. Um, but now that you can go look at up to the minute data on, you know, what this card is worth because it just sold at, you know, five minutes ago at, at this price, but you guys are, you know, 50% higher than what the price is. What changes can we expect um, as you roll that into Beckett Collect? They're, yeah. it's, no, are they in our meetings today? Like, this is crazy. They're asking, <laughs> asking all the questions out of our planning session. Yeah, I know. Look at that. Earlier, earlier today, which is where I am right now. <laughs> but uh, um, basically, what can I say? All that's going to change right we we did a massive effort over the last few months to centralize all the pricing data which we have billions of rows of into a completely new cloud platform through palantir foundry which is what we have uh, partnered with and what that's going to really do is be able to power everything that you just mentioned real-time pricing um you know analytics prediction models and we are going to become the analytics platform for cards, VHS, comics, etc. And so as part of the newer versions of uh, Beckett Collect, you will see a completely new, a completely different and a new analytics platform, nothing close to what OPG has been. So you're you're going directly after Card Ladder then? Yeah, but in, we, that, as, in that aspect. We're, 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 
you know ahead of the game when it comes to you know card ladder and some of these other platforms for multiple reasons one you know i've i've talked about our data and why it's the most comprehensive in the industry and we continue to add on to that number one but number two is we collect we we cover the entire experience for collectors you know we have access to grading authentication vaulting services so we are presenting unlike card ladder and some other platforms a cohesive experience that includes parts of what card ladder is doing but it has to be connected to the broader cohesive experience which is what some of the other platforms don't have so yes in a way we are going after them but really you know that's not our competition we're really all about serving the collector but y'all sound stunned you guys sound stunned it was very there's a little bit of quiet there <laughs> I, you know what I, i'm stunned and and don't take this and please don't take this the wrong way but you know coming from somebody who is new to the hobby to have that grasp of it is it, it's an impressive stun. Yeah. It's not a, you know, yeah. it's not a wow, this guy's nuts stun. It's a <laughs> right. wow, this, you know, wow, Kunal's got his finger on this already. Yeah. You know, after uh, such a short period of time. Um that that's kind of the the stun silence which <laughs> yes. usually you don't you don't get that out of it. Well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> no, it absolutely was. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. This is, you, you absolutely does not sound like someone that just jumped into the hobby a couple months ago, like not in any way, shape, or form. So. I, I will tell you what's, what's been great with Canal is um, he's coming here, and, and he said it before, is he's taking on this information with a, with a fire hose, just getting blasted, and surrounding himself with people that understand the industry and the market, but also surrounding himself with people that, are not in this industry in this market that can bring in new ideas and things like that. It's something we haven't had in years and years. And so that's what's exciting. So that's, that's an important point, right? Because I do get that question sometimes, Kunal, you're not from the hobby. Yeah. And the answer that I, I give everyone is, but we've got everyone else at Beckett who is from the hobby. Yeah. And, and, you know, I bring the complimentary experience and that, that inclusive nature and that diversity in thinking is what's going to propel us to that next level. And, you know, you've got Jeremy, we've got grads, we've got these other folks who really know the space in and out. I know technology. Let's combine our brain power together and we can build something really great. And I think you guys are off to a, a good start or a good yeah. restart. Some things that, I'm sorry to jump in there, some things that, that we haven't touched or we've touched about briefly and other things is um, we're moving locations. Moving to a place that's three times, close to four times the size of other other building. Um, for the growth that we have and the growth that we expect. And that's not just operations and grading and things like that. It's the tech teams that are going to be, be here in office. It's customer service teams that will be in Dallas office, which a lot of people are excited about, that there are, is a group of people here that can get their hands on orders immediately, quickly. Um, the marketing team in Dallas working um, with that. If you, if you look at our social media from the national, what was there? Some of the videos and, and the and the um, yeah the, the things that we did at this national have blown away what we've done in the past two years, we'll say. Um, and so we're excited about that growth um, that's come from just some small things that we should have done weeks, months, years ago. So does this mean you're finally getting a window? We have a window. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, there you go. We're we're, we're still we're still. We're still um, building out the, the building and location. That's so funny that you said that. And when we first, we went to our staff and we said, hey, we're, we're going to move. We found this location. Um, and the first thing I want to tell you is there are windows in the building. 
and you would have thought that that we had just awarded them the lottery, the cheers, yeah, the windows and things like that. So, yes, there are windows. All right, that's good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> awesome. So, before we wrap things up, yeah, um, any big announcements you want to yeah. you want to break with us? Anything you want to? You want to share something? Yeah, something that came out of the planning meeting today that evidently Drew they, and I were a part of. We were at. Yeah. Um, did you know you you want to share here first before I, I, you? I'll, I'll you know. share some things, um, and it's it's not going to be anything groundbreaking. That's things that we're excited about. Um, oh, in that case, never mind. We, oh, we sorry, sorry. Not, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, it, it's things that that I mean, it may even move the needle for you. Is that we're going to be out on the road a lot more than what we have been in two plus years. That means grading on site. That means. Um, doing more shows and events and things like that, that we have, have not had the ability to do in two plus years. And I'm excited about that coming up, coming up this, this month, we're excited about Vegas. There's an event, I think it's this weekend, but then East coast national back, back in, in white plains, New York with on-site grading there. Uh, we're excited about that. Um, the Burbank sports card show with, with yep. Rob Barris and his team out in Burbank in California. We're excited to get back out there and do a West coast event that we have not done in a long time. Um, and then the real, the, the, the next big thing that we're excited about in, in the Beckett world or, or regime is the industry summit that's coming up the, uh, the end of September, 1st of October, where there'll be a card show there. Um, and the crew there that's putting on the industry summit, it's going to be the best and biggest one yet. So yes, I am plugging the industry summit for those guys, but it's also a show and an event that, um, if you're in the industry, in the hobby, if you are a, um, a collector, obviously come to the card show, but also brick and mortar dealer and things like that. Um, Ted Barker and his team are putting together an amazing um, group of people. They're going to be speaking. And, and Ted lucked out last year on this. Uh, and it, Fanatics announced all their big changes right before the industry summit. He was like, yeah, yeah this is going to happen. So um, I'm not promising anything like that. But I will tell you, there are rumors flying around this industry right now that it will not surprise me if something does not happen between now and then. It's not four grading companies being combined. I will tell you that from my <laughs> experience, but it will not surprise me if there's not another announcement coming for that. So we're excited about um, doing more events, doing this, doing more shows, um, and then hopefully some, some bigger news for the show scene, hopefully in November, that we can share Right. You're, you're gonna you're gonna your first breaking news on the show uh, for for you uh, is uh, August 22nd. We are going to open up uh, submissions for our vault uh, in in the Dallas location that uh, is going to be open to the public. We've only been doing it in a closed beta right now, and uh, so in the next couple of weeks we'll be fully live. And so we're super excited about that. And that in combination with what you probably saw at the national, we had a new website. We had online ordering that we launched we order we we launched order tracking as well which is also live today so you know that customer experience that i talked about uh, vault is going to be fully live august 22nd we haven't pushed the press release out you're hearing it for the first time on the show awesome, it was, awesome. and i'm going to add on to that on, on top of the vault the new website when we've been ripped about our website for years and years and so please go check out the new website it's really, really cool. <laughs> will do all That's right. absolutely awesome, everybody. So uh, just a couple weeks in the vault for everybody. Everybody's vault. Yep. Everybody's vault. All right. Well, Kunal, welcome to the Thank industry. You. Jeremy, yes. good to see you again. It was good great you. having you guys on this week. 
Yeah. Um, go check out, uh, you know, the new Beckett websites. Um, yeah. They're not. And they're not dead. Jerry Panini, uh, yeah. the fanatics. What? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not dead, and those are not our new slabs on the wall at the National. I want to put that out there again. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you guys very much for joining us this week. Yes. Um, to the listeners, you know, they want your feedback. Give yes. us your feedback. Give it, you, it you give it, send it to us. You can send it to them. Uh, you know, however you want to get it, you can post it randomly in random Facebook groups because we know you're going to do that anyway. Um, <laughs> let, you know, let Jeremy, let Kunal, let Steve uh, know what you guys think. Um, you know, give them some ideas. Tell them what you like. Tell them what you don't like. And, uh, you know, hopefully they will be, well, not hopefully, I know they will be responsive to, you know, what is coming out of, uh, yes. the market here. And, uh, Kunal and Jeremy, just, uh, let everybody know if they would like to reach out to you, how they can get in touch with you on socials or anything like that. Um, I mean, if you, you can reach out to me directly. I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy to find and, and, and will respond as much as I can. My email address is jmurrayatbeckett.com. Easy as that. Um, Scott knows that he can reach right out to me and, they get a response really fairly quickly, um, so that's the that's the easiest way if you want to contact me directly. Yeah, and I'm and I'm Kunal C at Beckett.com. So just uh, reach out to us directly, not a problem. Or you know, yeah. find us on any LinkedIn social media platforms. Yeah, we're right, we're up there. Well, Kunal uh, and Jeremy, it was great to uh, speak with you guys. I got to admit, um, when I when I first heard that someone that wasn't from the hobby was taking over uh beckett i was a little skeptical and we discussed it on this show but uh i'm really looking forward to it man and you've really uh you've really learned a lot in the little bit of time you've been uh in the hobby so i'm really looking forward to what's coming up uh soon and thank you guys so much for uh coming on the show today thanks Drew. thanks scott appreciate it thank you for having us thanks guys Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wow, man. Just, just wow. I am semi-speechless. Yes. Uh, in, in a good way. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that I had some concerns. Yeah. Yeah, those are gone. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, this, he, he blew uh, both. I mean, both of them. Jeremy's awesome. Jeremy is a hobby lifer and everything, but Knott blew my mind. His, his knowledge on the hobby, his vision is a lot different than I expected it to be. His background, I think, is going to lend itself very well. Like he said, he's surrounded by some of the smartest minds in the hobby. You take that background with it, but the knowledge he has of the hobby for someone that didn't know anything about it, according to him, is 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 mind blowing to me. Yeah, in a, in that short a period of time to be up to speed to where he's at now is is unreal. Yes, um, and I kind of feel I kind of feel bad for him in a, in a way because I never like to be the smartest guy in the room. Right, because you always want to be in a position where you can learn something new, but. Yeah. He seems like that guy that regardless of what he doesn't know, yeah. he is always going to be the smartest guy in the room. Right. And if he's not 15 minutes later, he's going to figure it out and be the guy. <laughs> exactly. Um, whatever, con- whatever concerns I had prior to this conversation, uh, they are assuaged. They are gone. They are yeah. not there. And I think, I, I think the future of Beckett is in like, crazy good hands same here same here i'm interested to see uh some of the changes they alluded to you guys got some breaking news here on the show so um you know that's pretty awesome for you guys as well i'm I'm interested to see how everything uh turns out in terms of the changes uh the new slab that's going to be coming and everything and about how that uh goes with uh beckett purist but I think if you're someone that's uh, a fan of Beckett, I think if you're someone that uses Beckett or if you're someone that even has, you know, somewhat of a, of a, of a like of Beckett, you know, you like him a little bit. I don't, I don't see how you can listen to what you just listened to 30, 45 minutes and not feel incredibly inspired for the future of that organization. Yeah. Um, and that is not what I expected when we when that we uh, scheduled this interview. No, no, not at all. Um, I, I I only have one one issue, What's and that? that's how are we going to top it next week? Well, we got away. <laughs> um, this was a tough one, man. This is this was a. I mean. I, no, this was a big one. Yeah, this was a big one. This was a this was an it was an unbelievable conversation that we had with uh, with them. Um, you know, we we heard some things from Jeremy about direction. We heard some things from Kunal, and I I really got nothing else. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm I'm happy with the direction that they're going. I think everybody else is going to be happy with the direction that they're going, and you know, we'll just we'll see if they can put the money where their mouth is. And yep. I think, I think the, I think they'll be able to. Yes. So do I, um, I I'm looking forward to it. And like you said, uh, there really is nothing left to say, you know, we just got to watch and see what happens. And I, I'm very excited about it. But uh, speaking of topping episodes, I don't know if we can top it, but guys, over the next couple weeks, we have, if you thought today was fun, we've got some monster interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, so you're definitely going to want to be checking those out as well. 
All right. And I, I think with that, I'm I'm out. Yeah. So uh, once again, guys, we'd like to thank our awesome sponsors, Vintage Breaks, Vanity Slabs, Card Ladder, Show Your Slab, Slab Strong, and Denver Card Shows. Thank you guys so much for uh, for everything you do. Could not do the show without you guys. And like I said, guys, some amazing stuff coming up. We've also got... Uh, couple of different things coming up a website's going to be launching soon we got some merch coming up a lot of different stuff coming as let me get that photograph really takes off into a, a new phase and a new chapter in let me get that photograph so really looking forward to it and uh i think it started with one hell of an interview today but we're gonna do our best to top it next week we definitely got the people there to help do it but uh scott my man it's always a pleasure true Always happy to be here, man. All right. Well, you guys know the deal. Keep ripping those packs and pulling those hits. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.